What's up, everyone? This is your host, Danny Alper, and welcome to Diving with D, episode two. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like I said last episode, I got a little anxious every time an episode would come up because I would worry about what topic I was going to talk about, when I should just put the microphone in front of me and just start talking. And so I came up with a few ideas about what we're going to discuss together. Um, But yeah, I just want to be honest with you guys. I am recording this on Monday, which is the day before this is coming out and my sister Toby edits it, so you could tell that I was a little anxious about pushing it off. I was pushing it off because I was a little anxious about starting this and if it was going to work, but that's actually what we're going to be talking about today is what Danny Alper is anxious about and what makes up my non-diagnosed anxiety. I don't want to do quotation marks, actually. My non-diagnosed anxiety, I just... I'm a worrier, I'm an anxious person, and that's why it's called Nervous Nelly, because I'm a Nervous Nelly, but I'm working on it, and let's just dive right in. So, I've, real, I've noticed that I would consider myself an anxious person when COVID, it was towards the end of covid not like now where it's like kind of done it's not done but not as strict rules not in a pandemic i mean like right when the pandemic ended and like everything was still mass and things were still like closed and stuff but when like you weren't meant like you weren't forced to stay in your house so it was like right then and there and my friend asked me if i wanted to have a sleepover and for some reason, I just started crying. And my mom came in the room and was like, what's wrong? And I was, she's like, you're not, I, do you not want to go? And I told her, I was like, my friend has me sleep over. And like, I just don't know if I want to. And like, you would think that I want to because, because I haven't hung out with my friends like this close apart in so long. And who doesn't love a sleepover? I mean, I used to actually not like sleepovers. Again, homebody. I just, wasn't really my thing. I like to sleep in my own bed and at my own house. But, um... Uh, anyways, so I just started crying. I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. And so she, like, sat me down. We talked everything out. And she was like, maybe with COVID, you're so used to being home. You're so used to just, like, being with your family that, like, maybe you get just, you're not good with change. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I really am not good with change because I'm, I'm horrible with change. Like, I get, again, anxious right before I move into school when I like love being at college or I'll get anxious right when I'm leaving school because I love college but I also love home so it's like I don't know and I just realize like I'm not good at change and so that's when I really realized that I am an anxious person um and I don't know if it's because of COVID I definitely think it is because before COVID I was never like that Besides, again, the homebody part, but, like, that didn't make me anxious or nervous. I just liked being home. So, like, when people asked me to sleep over, like, they knew. But sometimes I would sleep over, but sometimes I just, like, I didn't want to. But not because of anyone or anything. It was just because, again, homebody. But this time around was just weird because I started crying for no reason. After talking out with my mom, I was like, okay, so I don't like change. And I maybe COVID just gave me anxiousness, anxiety, whatever. And also, before COVID actually happened, I got into a serious car accident. Um, Why not just dive right in and tell you guys a story? So, I was driving to go drop off my my phone at the phone store because it was broken. 
and so I dropped off the phone at the phone store, and it's in a um, it's in a shopping center, and right next to, right next to the shopping center is a Italian like not restaurant, just like a pizza place, and so I got myself a chicken parm sandwich, delicious, and it came in a plastic bag. I know that's not a big deal, but it's part of the story. <laughs> so I picked up the sandwich because I was going to have everyone over for a pregame for a graduation party that night. So I wanted to eat before or whatever. So I'm on my way home and everything's fine. Stupid me is eating the sandwich while driving. And I put the plastic bag that it came in in the passenger seat. And the window's down because it's a nice summer day. And I'm turning onto the street before you turn into my neighborhood. So I'm very close to home. And I'm driving home, whatever, and the plastic bag, uh, the wind pushes it, the open, the wind from the window, the wind from the open window pushes the plastic bag to where my feet are, where I'm driving. So it's very dangerous because the plastic bag gets stuck. Like, it was just, okay, I had to get the bag. So in the moment, while I'm driving, I didn't even think. And instead of keeping my eye on the road and picking up the plastic bag or pulling over, which would be a smart choice, I took my eyes off the road for a second to grab the plastic bag. And when I looked down, the second I looked up, I'm like half off the road. It's a road and then next to it is trees and grass, whatever. So when I pick my head up, the cars, I guess when I was going, to pick up the bag, my the hand that was on the steering wheel was just like not straight or whatever. It was like turning. I didn't even realize because I was trying to pick it up. My body was moving, and so when I picked it up, half of my car was driven already off the road into the grass and the trees, and I couldn't control myself. And right when I looked up, as it's halfway in the trees, halfway in the grass and trees, my foot's still on the gas, and I'm going right into a telephone pole. And I just remember screaming. Oh, fuck, and the first thought in my head is I'm going to die. It's like a thick, like, you guys know what a telephone pole is. Like, if you want to look it up, look up the size, but a thick, big telephone pole. And I drive right into it, and I'm turning my steering wheel to stop everything. And it, and I, ooh, I'm outside, if you guys are watching on YouTube, and a bee just attacked me. Um, so that's why I like Funch. But, um, so I hit the telephone pole, and I'm trying to, I'm still alive at the, the moment. Um, so I'm trying to just stop the car, I'm moving it, whatever, um, and it goes right into a tree and just completely stops, and airbags go off, like, I could see the telephone pull in my head as I speak about it, I could hear the crash, like, um, it was pretty bad, and the airbags go off, so I had to climb out, open my, the driver's seat door, and climb out under the airbag, and just run out to the middle of the road and not a single car was there. The telephone pole, I knocked it down. Um, it was bad. I didn't even know I was gushing blood on my neck because apparently it's from the seatbelt. We'll get into that though. Um, so no one's there. I have no phone because remember my phone was at the phone store and I was going to go home until it was ready and have Toby either drive me or I was just going to drive back because the phone guy said it was not done for another hour. So, eventually, a car, a white big van pulls up with, like, a bunch of guys, and they're like, what's wrong, what happened? Like, dude, what do you mean, what happened? There's a telephone pole down, there's, my car's in the woods. What, what do you mean, what happened? I'm gushing, I'm gushing blood. So, 
it turns out they don't even speak English, so they just drove away. But forgot to let you guys know that the telephone pole it fell in the middle of the street, so you guys, so you guys, so no one could like drive on that street because you couldn't get through because of the telephone pole. So they turned around and left. So I'm still standing there stranded. Eventually another car pulls up, and lucky enough, it happens to be a doctor. So she's like telling me I'm okay because I felt like I was gonna die because my chest hurt so bad. She's just, like, you're just in shock, like. You're bleeding, but that's from the seatbelt, so that's what I was talking about. And so she had a phone. She's like, do you want to call anyone? I call my mom and my dad, and their phones are off because they're at a wedding uh, ceremony. Um, one of my sisters lives in the city, so I don't know what she was going to do. I might have still called her, and she didn't answer. I don't know. And I called one of my other sisters. She didn't answer. And then I was like, okay, who else's phone number do I know? So I call. Oh, funny story, though. I called my house phone because somebody was there. She picked up but didn't answer because she had a weird feeling, but, like, didn't know who it was because it was a random number. So, um, the last phone number I realized I knew was my babys old babysitter. So, I call her, and she actually answers. I'm like, hi. Like, her name is Brandy. So, I was like, Brandy, like, um, I just got into a really serious car accident. Like, I'm on the road that I was on. So, she's like, okay, don't freak out. Like, she was very good at calming me down because everyone knew I was just, like, talking to me. I was in complete shock because I was alive and well. So, it was like... You're good, you're good, you're good. So she calls the house phone because Toby, who's home, knew her number. So she picks it up because we were just like used to not picking up phone numbers that we didn't know at home when we were younger. So Toby picks it up and Brandy is like on the phone. I hear their phone call too. Um, I don't know how. How did I hear that? I don't know. So um, did you put us in three-way calls? Is that possible? <laughs> um, so she calls... Toby and was like, hey, Toby, like, don't freak out, but, like, Danny got into a car accident, you need to go to where it was. So she comes right away, and she's running over, and she could tell I'm fine, too. I'm just, again, like, in static. I'm in shock. So eventually the ambulance come. Me and Toby go in the ambulance. We go straight to the hospital. They put, like, oxygen in my nose because I was in such shock that it was hard for me to breathe. I felt like I was going to die. Um, eventually... We get a hold of my parents. They meet us at the hospital. And nothing was wrong. I just had a cut on my neck from the seatbelt. And it was bleeding, but that stopped bleeding. Um, I did hurt, like, my neck. So I had to go to PT for a little bit. But I ended up being okay, thank gosh, because the doctor told me, I don't know how you survived that. Like, you should have been dead. Thanks, doc. But I did not die so thank gosh um so the point of that was to tell you guys that I am very anxious driver ever since that accident um I got into like two not serious car accidents like someone just like skids my car and another one I accidentally skid someone else's car through like it was like a the guy was speeding but I didn't see the stop sign thing and the one before that was the guy was merging into my lane um so technically I've gotten into three accidents, but the biggest one was the one I just told you guys. And so since then, I've been anxious about driving here and there. Like there'll be some days that I'm not that I want to go that I want to drive. There's some days that I get scared to go on the road. I tell myself if I'm driving to this far of a destination that I'm going to get into a car accident or I have a feeling I am. Um there I go to Cortland and SUNY Binghamton is right near there, and I was going to visit my friend, and I literally didn't go in the car. I was supposed to leave like an hour before I actually left, because I was just sitting in my room so anxious about 
driving, so I was just nervous. So, um, what I learned is from Emma Chamberlain's podcast, she had, like, these four quotes about an anxiety episode that she talked about, and the four of them are, there's nothing you cannot get through. The second one is, most of the things that we worry about never come to pass. The third one is, I'm one person in a world of billions of people. And the fourth one is, scientists don't really know how human consciousness works. And I told you guys those four quotes because I would always read those whenever I felt anxious or because, whenever I felt anxious because the second one said, most of the things we worry about never come to pass. And I've seen so many TikToks and I look things up about anxiety and whatever. Um, And... You can't, you can't, you can't worry about what could happen and what already happened. You can only think about what's happening right now. And like, I can't worry about going into the car and driving far away, driving a long distance, thinking I'm gonna get into a hot car accident because you you don't know what's gonna happen. So I'll read those quotes. I know it sounds silly, but sometimes I read those quotes before I'm gonna go for a ride because it's like I have to calm myself down. Um, and we'll get into like other things I do when I'm anxious about something and what helps. But for anyone that's like been in a car accident or like is nervous to drive, because I know a lot of people don't like driving and it is very dangerous. Um, just tell your like just tell yourself you're gonna be okay. And I've also like when I used to drive, I'd get sick of music and just turn it off, and I'd just be in my head so much. I now like put on a podcast when I drive, and it helps so much because it distracts me not from driving but my thoughts. So I'm focus on the road but I'm also just like listening to someone speak because I, I won't get as worried if I'm driving far if there's someone in the passenger seat I, I'm, I'm crazy guys I don't know my head my mind is crazy um another thing that I realized TikTok itself gives me anxiety it makes me anxious um again which I'm Emma Chamberlain I used this is like her her podcast is the only one that I used to listen to so like a lot I relate a lot of things to her because she's awesome um she talks about how TikTok, like, was mentally not good for her because, and it's so true, and I realize it, when you scroll through so much on TikTok, it, it, you're watching so many things at once that it just, like, your head just wants to blow up, and I realize, like, when I'm on TikTok for so long, like, that's where I get, I feel, like, anxious and anxiety because, um... Like she said, it's like you're watching, so you're putting so many things in your head at once. And also, like, if I see, oh, this was also about the car accident. Like, if on TikTok, if I see someone just got into a car accident, like, how, like obviously that's going to make me scared to drive. Like, so sometimes I take a break from TikTok because I realize, like, it's not good for me. Like, sometimes I take social media cleanses for, like, I, I, I'm honestly, like, I don't even last a week. But TikTok, I do last a while because it really does mess with me. But then it's also, like, I'm so bored. And TikTok's the one thing that I know won't, that will get me at my boredom if I'm just sitting home doing nothing. Um, So, like, the whole point of this podcast, really, is because I was so anxious about, like, get going into it, wondering what I'm going to talk about and, like, if this is going to work, like, if I'm going to have to stop it at 15 minutes because I don't like it or if I just stop at 15 minutes because, like, I have nothing else to talk about. So that's why I wanted to make a whole podcast today about things I'm nervous and anxious about because it was like, oh, I could talk about that for a while. <laughs> and hopefully that can help some of you guys. So, was it? So after COVID, we're back at school. So it's sophomore year in college. And uh, I used to smoke weed. Now, I wasn't like a stoner like all day, every day, but like with my friends sometimes, with my friends sometimes here and there. And this is about time 
I greened out really bad, which completely spiked up my anxiety. This is where it all, this is probably the climax of my anxiety, and that's why, that's where it hit the worst. And this only happened a year ago. Uh, it happened second semester, sophomore year, so, oh yeah, a year, basically like a year ago. So, not crazy long ago. So that's why I, I don't want, again, I don't want to diagnose myself with anxiety or like PTSD or any of that stuff yet because I don't see a therapist yet, but I'm going to because I just want to like talk to someone about stuff because a therapist is awesome. You could literally just go to them for anything and they're, um, certified psychologist, certified therapist, whatever. So they know what they're talking about and they could help. But, um, I'll tell you guys a story, but like where I greened out, like if I stepped foot in there, the next day that I stepped foot in there, like I had, I was not PTSD, but like I would literally feel like, oh my gosh, it's going to happen to me again. Like I get in my head, anxiety, anxiousness, exactly what I'm talking about. See you guys. So I went to my friend's apartment, me and some of my friends hung out and uh, someone packed the bong, and so I took a rip, and it wasn't a big rip. It was, like, a small, tiny one, because I didn't want to smoke, but I was just like, okay, I'll just do one hit. And so I take the rip of the bong, and I feel fine, whatever. And then, all of a sudden, I remember hearing my friends talk to me, but seeing in their body somewhere else. Like, my friend would talk to me, like, are you okay? But her voice would be, like, I would hear her voice. But looking at her, her body was, like, somewhere else. It was, like, outside of her body. So I saw her talking to me, like, I saw her body talking to me where she was actually standing. And I saw another one of her outside of her body. So I'm bugging out. I felt like I wasn't in real life. So I'm sprinting around the counter in their apartment saying, I'm not here, I'm not here, I'm not here. They're like, Danny, calm down, Danny, calm down. Here it comes on the couch. I go sit on the couch to give me a cup of water. Try to take the cup. The cup falls out of my hand. I could not like use my hand. I am freaking out. I'm like, this isn't gonna end. Like, when is when is this gonna stop? I'm texting my girlfriend saying, I'm not here. I'm not in real life. Like, what the heck? I will show. I wish I could show you guys my text, but I don't even think I have that anymore. Of me texting her like, I'm not here. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm just not in real life. And then eventually, like when the greening out passed, I texted her, I'm back. Like, what the actual heck? Anyways, so. They give me a cup of water. It falls out of my hand. They're like, what show could calm you down? I'm like, Outer Banks. I don't know what I was even saying. And I, apparently I was, like, saying I feel like I'm in the Outer Banks. Or I don't even know. Just this random stuff. All I remember, though, was, like, feeling I feeling like I was not there. Um, it was very uncomfortable, very scary. Because eventually I just went to sleep and then I woke up okay. But, like, the next day I remember just driving and I felt like I wasn't there like I was just very scared um so since I have I've smoked once since twice since that no no like one not even once it was like half it basically I haven't smoked since then and I won't because I'm felt like I wasn't in control of my body and that really scared me and again made me very anxious so point of that was again don't smoke anymore but for like the next couple months I felt like that was gonna happen Felt like that was going to happen again. And this is where I'm going to get into something else. Back in August, I got very sick for two weeks. Went to all these doctors. They didn't know what it was. I was nauseous. My head hurt. My throat. Everything. I just could not get out of um, off the couch for like two weeks. Um, 
couldn't eat. I lost a lot of weight. I looked too. I looked sickly skinny. Um, so this gets into something else. Uh, during that time, I felt like my girlfriend wasn't real. <laughs> I don't know how else to word it. That's literally what it was. Um, she came over, and it felt like again the greeting episode back a year ago, um, where like I knew it was my friends, but not that I didn't feel like them, but it felt I could like their body was outside their body but with my girlfriend Gab um when I would like when she came over during the sickness or like when I saw over the phone I was like telling myself I was like who is that but I knew it was her it was the weirdest weirdest feeling um and again like I get in my head like I do about the green the greening thing that I did about the greening thing so like um here and there it will happen because things trigger it. So when I was sick and it felt like she wasn't real, I it happened like a little like for a short amount of time when we were in the pool, and so like I was scared to go in the pool for a little bit because I thought it was gonna happen again. But recently, I talked to someone else that actually could relate to me in the exact same way. Like I used to feel like I wasn't here. It'd almost be like a depersonalization feeling, which is like feeling like you're not here. Or, like, feeling like you don't know who you are. Because um, during those two weeks, I also would, like, look in the mirror and be like, who, who am I? Scariest thing. Um, but, again, recently I talked to someone that I knew. And they told me that they experienced the exact same thing. And they actually... And the thing was that the whole, like, not feeling like my girlfriend was a real thing was only with my girlfriend. But no one else. And the person that, re- that told me that she experienced the exact same thing only experienced it with her boyfriend and no one else. So very weird. And so I was like, what is it? Like, what? Do you know anything? And she's like, yeah, I actually went to a therapist. And they said it's OCD and anxiety. So I still haven't been to the therapist, but I do want to go to one, and I'm going to get one. But how crazy is that? I did not know that. So telling myself it was just that and looking up things about how to cure, not cure, how to reduce anxiety and OCD helped me not worry about these things anymore. But the worst for me is, like, trigger places. So, like, for example, um... It, for those two weeks, like, yes, I was on the couch a lot, but I did have to, like, go places, like, the doctor, and eventually, like, when the sickness started going away, I still, like, tried to get myself out there, so, like, I tried to go to work one day during that time, but I went home because I was too sick, but, like, going there triggered me into thinking, like, oh, I don't know who my girlfriend is, or, oh, I'm nauseous, my head, my throat, like, places that I felt really sick or really anxious, I get, like, anxiety to go back to those spots because I'm telling myself like it's gonna happen again like no and for my head when I would feel like the I'm not here thing like I actually went to a neurologist not for that but like actually yes for that but also like migraines whatever I get these really bad headaches and this woman taking my test would ask me why I'm here and I was like I get bad migraines but like I tell myself it's something worse and she's like you can't do that because you're gonna get in your head and um I keep hearing things you're gonna get in your head and you're you're going to make yourself think that it's happening again, but it's not. So I learned to just, like, not think about it. Because, again, you can't... Just because it happened in the past doesn't mean it's going to happen again at the exact same spot. Like, we don't know what that sickness was. My, my doctor was like, it could have been COVID, even though I got tested and it was negative. Or OC and anxiety just spiking up at that time. Because, again, I've only went to a therapist once. Just about, like, things that happened to, that I want to talk about that happened to me in high school. Um, with coming out and stuff. But I've never gone to her about, like, all this stuff because I feel like, again, this happened when COVID started happening. Um, so something that I 
realized helped me like reduce all this anxiousness is my diet and I don't mean like going on a diet like oh keto or any stuff like that just like eating cleaner for my diet I do not my diet okay what I follow with eating is the calorie deficit and my protein intake I'm a big health freak like gym I go six days a week I do a push pull leg routine if you don't know what that is I will probably have a podcast soon about working out dm me if you want to know more about that um but Again, I've looked up things, and it said if you eat, it's just common sense. If you drink a lot of water and you eat clean, it could help with your mental, every health, mentally, socially, physically. So back in December, my whole anxiousness, like feeling like I'm not here thing, popped up for a little bit because I was anxious because the last time I was home was when I was sick for those two weeks. So I triggered, oh, if I go home, I'm going to feel like that again. So I remember I was having a really bad diet during school. I wouldn't eat that well. Um... So when I got home that break, I started to eat cleaner, and I felt myself feeling, like, better. I wasn't in my head so much. So that's definitely a huge thing. I'm not saying you have to cut out everything bad, but, again, everything in moderation. Um, but for me, I realized that when I eat cleaner, I feel cleaner, my head feels cleaner. Like, everything just feels much better. I have more energy. I'm happier. But, again, I know it's, like, common sense, but it actually I would really just be like, oh, like, that's obvious like okay I'm gonna have a banana and feel fine but like I crave the junk food like but when I actually had three big meals that had clean stuff in it and wasn't just eating processed all the time and then just like one healthy thing a day I I feel so much better um and being in a routine has helped me too if you guys know what the 75 day hard challenge is it's a thing that became more popular lately and through like on TikTok and it's a challenge where it has five rules and if you do it for 75 days consistently if you mess up one day you have to start from day one the five rules are follow a diet two 45 minute workouts one inside one outside drink a gallon of water read 10 pages of a non-fiction book and take progress pics so it's very hard um some people it's not good for you mentally because you're gonna you're gonna like stress yourself out and it's gonna turn into an unhealthy routine. But it also benefits a lot of people and for me it benefited me a lot. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I only lasted until day six, but now I just do it as an everyday routine. Like I am not strict, like as in like I don't take a progress picture every day, but I just do follow like um, some of the things because it helped me stay consistent. Like I was never consistent. I'm never consistent. Like, I'll work out. I'm consistent with my workout sometimes. But, like, food, I'm not great with it. I'm still trying to, like, adjust to, like, not having an eating disorder from my freshman 15. (laughs) But um, doing that helped me get into routine. Not saying that this is for everyone. But that was just an example for me and what helped me start being consistent and routine. Like, I did that for, like, six days. And, yeah, I messed up the seventh day because I'm not going to lie. I was out with my friends and I got drunk and I, like... I wanted the pizza so I ate the pizza but doing that for those six days and realizing how good I felt like the eighth day so the day after I messed up like I just got right back into it and just did it like it would be a routine for me I'd wake up I'd take a progress picture and then I'd read then I'd head to the gym come home eat breakfast then ride outside for 45 minutes because that'd be my workout outside it's just something I like to do every day now and drinking a gallon of water a day is what like you're supposed to do but drinking water makes me feel so good and it should make everyone feel so good because you need water like some people that complain they don't feel good and like when you ask them oh what'd you eat or drink today oh I had like a banana it's like 4 p.m I had a banana and like 
coffee. You had no water. You need water. <laughs> I read a book, the nonfiction book that I read. Um, during this, well, I continue to not, I don't strict stick to 75 day hard strictly, but like it's something I do every day now. So like, I'm not going to say I do the challenge, but it's my life now. It's just what I do. But like, I don't do two, I'll do a workout inside, but I don't time it. And then I ride for 30 minutes. I don't ride for 45. Um, instead of reading a nonfiction, I'll do any kind of book, but I kind of like, like the self-improvement books. Um, I don't take a progress picture every day because I just sometimes I don't want to, but sometimes I do. But I'm again not strict about it. And I follow my calorie deficit and protein intake as best as I can and always try to get my gallon in. So the nonfiction book that I finished um, was called Make Your Bed and it talks about like uh, life lessons and stuff, but the main thing was like if you make your bed every morning you feel like you accomplish one thing and it puts you in like the mood to get other makes you feel good because you we're able to do one productive thing that day, and it sets your day for the rest of the day. And so I recommend that book. Um, and I forgot to mention that in my routine, I always make my bed in the morning because, again, like the book says, and in general, it just makes you feel good to get something done. And about, like, my workout, about riding outside, that's what I do usually is my workout outside, and it is the best thing ever. I, I just bought a new bike because I actually got my first two bikes stolen. I left them both on my lawn. I left my first bike on the lawn, my sister's bike actually, on the front lawn and the next day it was gone. And the next time I used a bike, I left it, I think again, oh, in front of my friend's lawn and it got stolen. So I finally got a bike <laughs> again. I don't know how my parents trust me um, because starting like riding outside, I put in a podcast and ride around my neighborhood in this beautiful summer weather and it's the best thing for me. You're just, like, not in reality for, like, those 30 minutes you're on your ride. And you just feel so good, so I highly recommend it. Maybe I know people like to go on walks. I like that, too. Go on a run. But just go be outside. I used, I love the snow, and I used to want to live where I'm, like, thinking about the future, like, where I want to live when I'm older. I want to do, like, cold and hot. But I think I just want to be hot because I, every day in the summer I'm outside and I want to be out here because it just makes me feel so good. I'm a huge, like, outdoorsy person. <laughs> um, I suggest cleaning your room. If you're really anxious, clear space clear mind I'm not even kidding at school I wouldn't even want to be in my room when it was a mess and when I would get into like the zone of like if I would get in the mood to clean I actually am in the zone and I get it all done like I feel so good in that room and I feel like I accomplished something again like making your bed you feel like you accomplished something like with cleaning your room and just keeping it clean something I have to work on but again like that helps so much just being in a clear space because it clears your mind, it makes you feel better and cleaner and just, it's overall good for you and your space isn't messy. Um, another thing I love is, okay, this might sound like corny, but like I love when the outdoors is quiet. At school, if I just wanna be by myself, there's a park near the campus and just Cortland itself and I go there by myself bring no music or like headphones listen to music or anything I just sit outside and just it's completely quiet and I freaking love it <laughs> that is something I love to do I just sit there my phone's in my pocket I'm just sitting there my eyes sometimes open close and I just hear nothing and it's like the most beautiful view and even if it was gross out like just being outside with literally silence it's kind of like meditating almost in a way actually I've never tried meditating but I'm gonna try because I've heard only good things about it 
But, like, I meant, like, meditating in a way, like, you're by yourself and you, it's just you and your thoughts. And, like, it's the, oh, I want to be back there. <laughs> um, it's just the best because everyone needs their alone time. And for me, like, when my alone time is doing that, that's where I feel my best. When I'm at the beach, I sometimes drive to the beach, this, like, local beach by myself at home. And, again, just hearing the waves, like, yeah, that's not completely silent, but, like, just the waves, oh, my gosh. If you know, you know. If you love the beach and the sound of the waves just, like, oh, puts you in a good mood, summer mode. Even though my favorite season is fall. I love fall. The weather, like, what you get to wear during that time, like, that's, like, such flannel season. And, like, Halloween, and it's, like, approaching my favorite favorite time of the year, which is Christmas. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, I used to be so anxious to go home because, of, again, of, like, every like the two weeks that I was sick. And um, I found to love home again without being anxious. And summer making me feel good. Like, I, I, the last few summers, I'd be insecure about my body because of the freshman team. But, like, this is the first summer where, like, I feel like I'm starting to understand my body, what I, what to eat, my mind, like, my head. Um, it's a good feeling. It's a really good feeling. Um, the last thing I usually do is drive around and listen to music. I don't recommend that for everyone. I know if I'm, like, not upset but, like, mad and I want to drive, it's kind of dangerous because, like, you're aggressively driving, which isn't good. So if, like, you're okay but, like, not okay enough and want to do something about yourself or even if you are perfectly fine, just want to drive around and listen to music, clear your head, like, that's such a good thing. Putting down the windows and just blasting your favorite song. Hey, don't blast. Okay, yeah. And blasting your favorite song. And just singing your heart out. Or even, like, I don't sing my heart out sometimes. I just, like, listen to the music. It helps me. Helps clear the head. And it just feels good. Um, and when the, that two-week sickness happened, I also thought, I didn't know if it was, like, something I'd put in my body. Cause, like, whenever I would eat, like, I would just, I wouldn't be able to finish because I was just so nauseous and didn't feel good. I get very anxious about expired food. If you guys lived with me <laughs> um, junior year at school or if you just know me enough to know that, you know how bad it is. I literally, if I like, will be scared of putting in my mouth. I'm like, oh, is it expired? Oh, is it not cooked enough? So like, that's something I have to work on too. Um, I just like you guys know, like that's something I'm hugely, I'm very anxious about. Um, Cause I'm scared that I'm gonna get sick. Cause literally those two weeks of being sick, like I'm scared to get sick now. I mean, no one likes being sick but, like that. Just like literally scarred me. <laughs> but again, gonna talk to someone about it. Um, but yeah, expired food. Not even no, just it possibly being expired scares the heck out of me so for that i just ask people like oh is it good or not but i'm gonna learn like as long as it doesn't smell or doesn't feel weird and it's only been in the fridge for a couple of days like you're fine <laughs> i tried to like tell you guys something i was like really anxious i get very anxiety anxious about that my friends make fun of me for um i had to throw it in there because it's it's so sad but it's so funny like it's so sad how much it like bugs me out but it's so funny because my friends literally make fun of me about it um everyone makes fun of my family my girlfriend my friends literally make fun of me about it because it's like that's what I'm known for it's like if I just cook chicken my, one of my housemates I would make her come Emma I'd make Emma come to the kitchen and cut open every chicken and make sure there wasn't pink in it <laughs> I did learn how after wanting to eat healthier I did learn how to like cook and so like that's also why I get scared because like I don't want to cook like a meat and it be freaking pink off that so that's really a rundown of everything I get anxious about and something I want to mention as my last thing is 
my mom, whenever I would tell her I've got these anxious feelings or anxiety or whatever, she was like, Daniel, you've been through a lot that, like, you don't even realize. And one main thing was me coming out. Um, I am lesbian, for everyone who doesn't know already. <laughs> I came out to the whole world um, December break of my freshman year of college, but I did tell people before that I think I f fully came out to my first person in my junior year of high school. Um, so anyone that comes out, anyone that is in the LGBTQ community or even someone that's straight or not, it's hard or someone that's just confused, there's a huge bug, confused about their sexuality or anything like along those terms. Um, it's a huge thing in your life and it really, luckily I have parents that are supportive, I have friends and family that are supportive, um, but it's a huge turning point in your life and it really messes with a lot of people. So that was a huge thing that I went through. Um, so the point of this is to tell anyone that is, you know, in the closet or not, or out of the closet, straight, gay, ba, anything, um, you're not alone. At the end of this video, I'll leave a few phone numbers that are like help centers or like suicide hotline, anything to help people. Um, but the point of me telling you guys this was to tell you like, it's, it was a, it's a huge thing in anyone's life. Like if you're figuring yourself out or for me, it was being in the closet that was a lot of people didn't know because, again, you're in the closet. Um, so that's something that, like, my mom was saying, how she's like, you go through a lot, it really messes with your head. Like, that's something I'd never realized um, was, like, a trigger to what could give me anxiousness and anxiety um, because I was in a dark place at a time in my life um, where, like, I just felt lost because, this, again, this was, like, no one knew. Um still and I just didn't know how to go about it because it's scary um, and I would tell myself oh I'm straight I'm straight I'm straight I even went to a therapist the one that I told you guys I went to once she tried to convince me that I might be um, gay and I cried and left because I couldn't agree with it but now here here I am four years later I'm <laughs> gay and completely open about it and I just want to like help people that aren't out or scared or anything so there's a few questions that people asked about coming out and it's on my phone and I'm looking for it and so I just want to answer it um, so I can hopefully help people and yeah so here we go the first one is should I come out I believe for myself that coming out was the best thing to ever happen because it was a huge weight off my shoulders um, and I, it's just who I am. Like, if I never came out, I would not be who I am. I would not be happy. I would not be able to experience so many things that I did. I wouldn't have my amazing girlfriend. I wouldn't be able to do this right now and help other people. So I suggest coming out. If you're not ready, don't. But for me, if I kept it in forever, that would not be good. Um, it definitely, again, gets in your head. You're not seeing the world how you want to live in it. You want to live in the world, not in the closet. So I suggest doing it, but I suggest doing it when you're ready. And if you want to come out to me first, again, my DMs are totally um, private. I would never tell anyone <laughs> um, if you DM'd me that you are 
a different sexuality than everyone thinks. I'm here for you. I really am here for you, and I hope you could DM me and tell people also that they could DM me and I could help you. And, again, completely private. I would never tell anyone, and I would only be there to help you because I've been in your shoes. Um, another person wrote, how should I come out? So, uh, for me, <laughs> I came out very different than most people. I actually came out on Instagram. I did come out to one of my friends over text, came out to my sister in person, my, some of my friends in person. Um, but a big thing that I went through in life uh, was senior year, senior year of high school or June, senior year. I told some friends of mine that I was out, and they actually told, and I told them not to tell anyone. Um, because it was still, like, a secret to, like, the whole world. Um, and they ended up actually telling a lot of people, and it spread around my high school. Um, that was a huge, that was a huge uh, dark place in my life, uh, dark place at the time. So if you want to, that's not me saying how, like, that's not me coming out. That's mean people telling other people so that's how more people found out um but i want that i don't want that to scare anyone you just have to find the people you trust again those weren't my those aren't friends of mine now so if it's someone that you know you're gonna be friends with forever or again family uh the people that are meant to be in your life will be in your life people come and go but the ones that support you and are again meant to be in your life that you trust tell them tell them tell them tell them because they're gonna love you even more my sister was actually upset because i didn't tell her sooner i was just in, i was just scared high schooler in the closet but um how i came out eventually was i wanted to get myself out there i wanted to meet some people um that are also that also had, were my same sexuality as me and so i came out on instagram and i posted a picture, uh, cropped, my, I cropped my face and put it on top of a t-shirt that had, like, the bi-textual flag on it, um, that was when I was bi at the time, but then, eventually, I just, uh, realized that I was just gay, but I didn't, like, formally come out to everyone about that, I was just, like, you eventually just knew and realized, <laughs> um, another question was, will people accept me after I come out? This whole world is so much more accepting than they used to be, there's literally a pride parade in New York City. It's such the norm now. There's probably more gay people in the world than straight people in the world. I'm going to have to tell you that. <laughs> I'm going to have to tell everyone that. Um, so, will people accept you? I will accept you. That's one person in the world of a billion people, but that's someone. I will accept you. All my friends and family that accept me will accept you. Find people that are in the LGBTQ community, and they will accept you. <laughs> Even people that aren't in that community will accept you. Um... So don't be afraid about that. Don't be worried about that. Because, like I said, if there are people that should be in your life, they will accept you. Um, another question was, I feel so alone. Are there people I can talk to? Uh, yes. Like I said, I will leave some numbers at the end of the video that you guys can reach out to, along with my Instagram DMs. And, yeah. And the last question is, is will I lose my non-LGBTQ friends? And where will I find LGBTQ friends? Um, if you lose non-LGBTQ friends, that is such a tongue twister, tongue twister, LGBTQ. Um, if you lose non-LGBTQ friends, then, you, then they weren't your friends. That's straight up. That's it. 
and where will I find LGBTQ friends along with the phone numbers that I'll leave at the end of like hotlines and stuff that can help people uh, I will leave a link where you can find LGBTQ friends as well so that's it everyone I hope you guys enjoyed my second episode I'm a huge fan of you guys I hope you guys are a huge fan of me and that's all for today peace Hey everyone, as I'm editing, I forgot to mention for those of you who are on Spotify listening, the numbers to the hotline and the link as to what I was talking about in this episode are in the description.